Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson. And I'm your co-host, Gregory Turner. Greg. Brian, we finally made it. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what's going on? You know, Greg, I had a wild time this weekend. You know, how about you? Oh, man, I I had a good time. We went down to Disney. The family, we all went down to Disney. We, we enjoyed it. Yeah, yes. I actually went to uh, my family reunion in Uh-oh. Atlanta. And I tell you, I had a wonderful time. <laughs> I got to spend a little bit of time with my grandparents, and I hadn't done that in years. You know, I spent time with my family and my friends and saw some cousins who I hadn't seen in a long time, met some new cousins, you know, and so it was. I just had a ball. That's all right. You know, sometimes, Brian, we need to do that. We need to get away and go back to our families because, you know what, man, at the end of the day, all we have are memories. That's what we talk about. When, we, when you and your family and everybody gets together, that's the first thing that they talk about. Do you remember you remember when I, you know, you hear that, and that's one of those things. Even even Brian, when you were suffering or struggling when you were little, something you were struggling with, you can laugh about it. Now that you're grown, you laugh about those things. But at the time, it was the most important thing in the world, and you didn't think you that you were going to survive it. And, you know, again, thoughts. Those memories, we have those memories, and that is, you know, our memories are so powerful. Thoughts. You know, thoughts. You know, Greg. The funny thing about that is, this weekend, I was uh, I hung out with one of my younger cousins, and he and I were sort of like the comedians in the family. I'm the guy who always, you know, cracks jokes on people, and he's always the one that tells the stories. You know, tells these crazy, wild stories. He and he's very animated with his jokes. And so the whole weekend, we just ripped on everybody in the family. We talked about things that happened a long time ago, and, I mean, we had a ball to where both of us, we could not talk by Sunday, and I kept thinking, man, I got to do the show on Monday. How am I going to speak? And my voice is gone. Mm. You know, but then I kept thinking about it. I said, you know, I've never missed a show where I couldn't, you know, that I was, you know, here for. You know what I mean? Right. Right. If I was available to do the show, I didn't stop it because I didn't feel well or something like that. It was always because I wasn't, you know, in town or available to do the show because of maybe some other kind of engagement that I was involved in or something like that. But just the fact that I had this sore throat, I couldn't talk, you know, I was literally at a whisper, you know, I said, I'll be all right. And that just feeds right into today's show. Today's topic is negative thoughts, negative thoughts. And, you know, do you monitor your thoughts? That's one of the questions that we have out there. Right, right. If we monitor our thoughts, it would surprise us. I say, Brian, carry a notepad with you throughout the day. Just try it for one day and just monitor your thoughts. <laughs> you will laugh at how negative how negative your thoughts are because what you will find is you think yourself out of success. You think yourself out of trying new things because we're so used to doing things a certain way. We feel that we have to do that every single day, and we feel that the way that we've been doing things, that's the right way. But a lot of times, you know, some things require change. And, Brian, you know, something that's so important is how we market ourselves. The car salesman knows all about the cars. He can tell you about every car on the lot. The the copier guy that comes around to all the office can tell you about every machine in that office. And, Brian, the president of a school, of a university, can tell you about all the programs that's going on at that school. But when you ask them to talk about themselves and to explain who they are, they can't market themselves. Right. They don't know because they're investing their time into the wrong thing. They're investing their time into other things that they'll bring success. They may bring success, but
but they won't give them that fulfillment of joy on the inside. Once you know who you are, Brian, you can monitor those thoughts. You know how to fight those negative thoughts from others, which they love to give you the cheapest commodity in the world, Brian, and that's opinions. Mm-hmm. Because we all have them. You know, it's it's funny. I was thinking about this weekend and how I met up with all my family members, and, you know, there were some people that were so positive and they enjoyed themselves and they had such a fun time. And then there were some that were kind of like, okay, and there were some that were just straight negative the whole time. Well, why they had to do it like this? How come I have to do this? I don't like this. I don't like that. They should have did this for the family reunion. The shirts didn't look so hot. You know, I mean, there were all these different negative comments that you heard. And, you know, the question that I ended up saying, well, what did you contribute? You know, Mm. what did you contribute to the weekend? And all they could say was, well, I paid my money. (laughs) And so I told them, I said, well, if you paid your money, this is what you paid for. If you feel like you didn't get what your money was worth, I guarantee you, you could have not, you you couldn't have gotten this same weekend paying that much, you know, paying what you paid if you had to split it all up. Right. You know, this weekend we had a nice, beautiful banquet. They had more food that you can shake a stick at. I mean, there was food on top of food. They had a huge fish fry, and they had food on top of food. They were sending everybody home with plates, and there were probably close to 60, 70 people. And so, you know, for the adults, it was $25. And for the kids, it was $10. I'm thinking, there's no way you could buy a meal like we had for $25. Right. You know, so I kept telling people, you know, that the ones that were complaining, you couldn't have paid for this meal, you know, so why are you complaining? We had more than a meal, you know, and it was just those negative thoughts that were occurring. And, you know, you have to be able to, to really check yourself, you know, because when you put things into perspective of why they're occurring this way or why this happened that way, you, you know, you'll soon realize that the comments that you're making sound kind of silly, yeah. you know. You know, especially but, but, you know, when you uh, really look at the whole, you know, big picture of why you're really there. $25, if you paid $100, it still couldn't pay for the priceless memories that you gained from that experience. And, Brian, you know what? You know, I, I wanted to say this before you finished. I wanted, I wanted to say when we have people that argue and complain about life, they complain about every single issue as if their life were on the line because of that conversation. My question to them is, what really matters? What is the big picture here? Is it for the family to get together and enjoy one another, or is it for you to have your platform and to argue and to complain? Because, see, a lot of people come to cause confusion. A lot of people come to Mm -hmm. hurt others. And, Brian, the sad thing about it is family members would do that to one another. And you've heard me say time and time again, there's no hurt. No hurt like family hurt. Like family hurt. <laughs> and, Brian, so when you have people like that, now I'm going to give you a secret. I'm going to give you a golden nugget to a lot of people that are listening to, whoever's listening. When you have people that complain about every single thing, the key to get them to shut up is to give them some type of responsibility. Give them something to do. They're either going to do it and hush, or they won't do it and be quiet. Give them some type of responsibility. Now, the shoe's on the other foot now. Right. Now, what are you going to do? You know, and then if they don't accept the responsibility, you know, then politely tell them, well, if you're not going to be part of the solution... Be quiet. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you know what, Brian? A lot of people, a lot of a lot of people love to complain. I don't feel good. I don't this. I don't that. This person did this. Okay. Well, what can we do 
to change this. Let's come up with a solution. Let's not just talk about the complaining part. Let's not just talk about try to do something with my life, this happens, okay? Well, if you keep saying that, that's the life that you're going to have. You'll get so far, and then you say these things, and, Brian, we have to monitor our thoughts because I said before, we think ourselves out of success. We're knocking on the door of that big breakthrough, Brian. We're, not, we're right at the door, and then we allow someone else's opinion to crush that or to hold that thought or, the, or to hold up that breakthrough. And that's so sad because we have to be careful about who we allow to speak in our lives, who's in our inner circle, who's saying what. Because, Brian, you and I both know that when we're, the people that we're around, those people are, I mean, that is very, very important to what they're saying because you're associating with these people every single day that, believe it or not, when they speak, they're speaking into your lives and you're accepting it a lot of times. Mm-hmm. So you know, Greg, I was reading in the paper today that some people believe times have gotten so hard. Now, this is indicative of people who really don't believe they have any hope. They said that some people were resorting to selling their gold grills. Now, if you don't know what a gold grill is, it's when the, uh, the hip-hop generation, they take, all, they take a, a whole gold plate and it's, you know, removable. And it's like, you know, five or six teeth in your mouth. Sometimes they have fangs on them. Sometimes they have some for the top and the bottom. But it's a gold grill piece that fits in your mouth. And they're starting to sell them because, you know, they're gold and gold is high. You know, right now gold is, is uh, selling at about 1000 You know, and so people are feeling like, hey, I can get some rent money or something. I don't know. But, Greg, you know, it's just that. Now, think of that. You've purchased something. Now you feel like you have to sell what you have in order to make ends meet. Do you believe that's a negative thought? Yes, I do. Yes, I do, because that tells that, that tells uh, the world or the people that you're around, you don't believe in your dreams. You don't believe in yourself because you are – pretty much going to the point of saying, okay, my life won't get any better. I have to do what I have to do. No, no, no. You have to be committed to your dreams. You have to be committed to yourself, and you have to stay to it. You have to be careful with the decisions that you're making. Now, these people that are selling these things, Brian, what are they going to do with the money? What did they do with the money before they bought that? We can't go out and buy foolish things when we're trying to achieve our dreams and our goals. We can't do that. Because all that's going to do is cause us to be in debt, which is going to cause more negative thoughts. We're putting more pressure on ourselves because of the silly choices that we're making. Why go out and spend $100 for a pair of shoes when you don't make that kind of money like a, like a superstar? And, that's what, and I think that's where people get confused, Brian, when they go out and they try, well, I'm going to dress like Michael Jordan. Well, you don't have the money like Michael Jordan to dress like him. He's not paying for those things that you that 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 he was wearing. You were paying for that for him. Oh, I I saw this car that Nelly was in, and I'm gonna fix mine up like that. Well, what about your house? Oh, I live in an apartment. What you buying ten thousand dollar rims on your car? Mm-hmm. Oh, I can't do anything this week. Next week when I get paid, I'm gonna go out and buy the radio system. See, I'm doing this week by week. I'm smart. I know what I'm doing. I'm investing. You're investing in a car that some, if someone hit it, you lose it all because your insurance is not going to cover it. Uh-huh. So let's think smart when we make our decisions now. We don't want anything to conflict and to get in the way of our dreams and our goals. It's so important. It's so important. And even with the food that we eat, Brian, uh-huh. we have to be careful with how we eat the things that we eat. Because, Brian, without your health, you have absolutely nothing. When you're sick, you're not. I've never seen a person sick in the hospital asking for their bank statement. Well, where's my Mercedes? Where are the, key, where are the keys to my mansion? Where, no, they're not asking for that. They'll give all that up to get their health back. Absolutely. So we have to be very, very smart 
with what we're trying to do. And, Brian, you know how it is when we have these negative people around us. We have to cut them loose. We just have to, I'm, I'm sorry if it's family or not. You cannot allow those negative thoughts and those negative ideas and negative opinions. What do you think someone should do, Brian, when they're in a situation where it's a loved one they 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 feel that has their best interest at heart when they're telling them negative things about you, man, you might not need to do that because the market is this, or you might not need to do that because, well, I'm just trying to look out for you. I don't want you to make a mistake. What would you tell them, Brian? You know, it's difficult because sometimes these people have have great intentions and they want to see you safe. You know, in others and in other situations, you have some that they're so vindictive that they don't want to see you get any better because they feel like you're beneath them. Mm. So they don't want you to rise and elevate yourself to their status. So they always have to belittle you. You know, I know I know a person that always, always has something bad to say about somebody or some situation or something. And it wouldn't matter what the situation was, that person never has anything good to say about it. But if you were to say something to that person in a negative light, their feelings would be completely hurt and they want nothing more to do with you. You know, so how do you deal with that type of person where they they believe that everything that they say is right and everything you say doesn't matter? Mm. How do you deal yeah. with something like that? Well, you, you know, know and again, and I'm not talking about like, oh, this is a person that's on the street, you don't see him every day. I'm talking about family members. <laughs> I'm talking about the person that you live with that you lay your head down next to every day. Uh-oh, sleeping with the enemy. I'm talking about the person that raised you. Oh. You see, you have those type of people that you hope that they're giving you the greatest and the best and the wisest advice, and they're assisting you in making the best choices in life. But because you're not really listening to what they say, you're thinking about who they are, when they make a negative comment, you say, oh, that's just Aunt Sarah, or oh, that's just Cousin Fred, or that's just Mama and them. <laughs> you know how Mama and them is. <laughs> you know, so what do you do then when you finally wake up and realize they gave you bad advice? They put negative thoughts in your head, and you went out and acted upon those thoughts, and now you're in a situation that you can't get yourself out of. You know, do you, A, say, okay, let me stop, reevaluate my life, go back to what I know is right, and if that means getting, you know, putting them down, then so be it. Or do you, B, just chalk it up to bad experience and you keep on going back into that same vicious cycle? And it's a hard call to make. Hmm. I say, Brian, this is what I say. Let your conscience be your guide. You'll know what to do when you're placed in that situation. If you know what you want in life, you have to know what you want to get. You have to know what you want to get. If you don't know what you want, you're never going to get. And allowing someone else to speak or this negativity and tell you these wrong things, and like you said, it's, it's, it's really important, it's so important that we monitor our thoughts and we make sure that we pay close attention to what's being said to us and who's saying it. Now, I'm not saying judge that person. I'm just saying look over that person's life. What is it this person, what what does this person have that will make you listen to them? What 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 is it? And, Brian, you know, what is it? A lot of times it's, it's influence over you because they have given you maybe some good advice. It could be your boss. 
you know, or your husband or your wife, somebody who you don't want to you necessarily, you know, make upset or, you know, not take the advice from for fear of rejection or, you know, being belittled or so forth. You know, it could be somebody who's been a lifelong friend and you value them as a friend, but they're not giving you sound advice. Mm. You know, so like I said, it's, it's, it's very tough for people. I take it, I, I take that back. It's very tough for some people. Now, there are some folks, and you won't find these particular type of folks with many close, close friends. And they're the type of people that they just brush off negativity. If you're negative, they're not fooling with you at all. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, got, if you make a negative statement, that's the last time you'll see them. And the next time you might pass them by chance, and they're waiting for you to make a negative statement, and then they are gone again. You know, wow. and that may not always be... A good thing. Yeah, yeah. That's you know, I, it's it's it's. I, I think that, Ryan. I think we waste we waste a lot of our time uh, dealing with worthless conversations. Mm-hmm. How, how many times have you heard people argue over things that was just absolutely silly? People are getting killed behind those types of conversations. All because I'm going to force my opinion on you, and I'm going to make you accept it. Or, Brian, because of a, an embarrassing situation, something that you said, or the other person got the best of you in explaining or expressing their opinion, now you feel like you have to do something and you got to come back. Yeah. Then it becomes violent. That's what happens at the football games, Brian. If you're sitting out in the stands, you ever seen two opposing teams sitting (laughs) sitting by each other? It's something one said to the other one. And, Brian, communication is key. Can you communicate? Can you express yourself in a manner that violence is nowhere to be found? (laughs) Negative thoughts, if you have negative thoughts, it's coming out your mouth. You're going to say what you're thinking. Yep. Well, I didn't mean it like, well, that's how it came out. Those were your thoughts. Well, no, I didn't really, I didn't mean it like that. What I meant to say was, that's the most popular one. (coughs) When they find out they've they've, they've offended you in some kind of way, what I meant to say was, but it just came out that way, you know. And I've, you know, what I've read in my in my favorite book is that it says, "Out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks." Don't say it. And so, if you're coming out of your whatever's coming out of your mouth is in your heart. And if you just blurted out something, guess where it came from? It came Brian, out of your heart. Brian, please don't let him get a drink. Ooh. <laughs> They're gonna tell it. They're gonna tell you everything that they ever thought about you that they didn't have the heart to say it while they were sober. Mhm. <laughs> you know, and not just that. They also become brutally honest. Yes. And why does it take for you to, to to drink a depressant in order for you to become honest? Since when did we have to have something extra? At just to become, just to make, just to give the appearance that we're honest. Hmm. You know, what happened to true honesty? What happened to saying what you meant, and if it hurt someone's feelings, you just you just tweaked it in a way where it wasn't necessarily offensive, but it was true. Because, hmm. you know, I was having a conversation with my grandfather, and one of the things, no, actually it was my cousin. And one of the things that we were talking about was he was asking about, uh, you know, what do you do if you're in a relationship and someone thinks that you're cheating? And I said, well, you know, first of all, they think you're cheating. Are you cheating? He said, no. I said, okay, so they just believe that you are. I said, well, first of all, that's, that shows a level of insecurity and immaturity in that person. If they, every time you turn around, they're accusing you of something that 
you haven't done? I say first, did you give them any type any type of vibe that you might be cheating? I said because it could be their own negative thoughts being perpetuated back on onto them. You know, mm-hmm. it could be that they're cheating and they feel, you know, bad about it. And so just to throw you off or to make themselves feel better, they're going to accuse you of doing the same thing that of doing the same thing that they are doing, even though mm-hmm. they know you're not doing it. And they're just hoping to catch you doing it so that they're not the only one. I said, but what you have to do is you have to deal in truth. I said, you can't allow those negative, you know, and I actually said, you can't allow those negative thoughts that that person's trying to perpetuate on you, you know, become your truth. Right. I said, you have to deal in what the truth is. I said, because, look, it's my story, there's your story. And then there's the truth. So somewhere in between my story and your story is the truth. I say, so if you just cut to the chase and deal in the truth, even if they said it's a lie, does that not make it still the truth? Well, Brian, what about the, what about the people that said my friend said this? And like, whoa, wait a minute, your friend told you that? Yeah, but she didn't. I, I know her. She didn't mean any harm. You know, Greg. This goes back to a conversation I was having with a friend. And we were talking about uh, Jesse Jackson and the fact that he called Obama the N-word. And, you know, we were talking about, you know, and this he, and uh, a friend, he's a white guy, and he says, well, you know, he says, I'm not crazy enough to use that word. He said, but I know that, he said, I have black friends that use it all the time, even around me. He said, but I'm not going to use it because I know I, I'm not supposed to use that word. I know what that word means. Mm-hmm. He said, does it make it right that, the, that, that my other black friends use that word? No. He said, but, you know, that's sort of like if I spank my child for something they did wrong and you spank my child for something they did wrong, you know, if you ain't got that clear with me, we got a problem. <laughs> and, you know, and I likened it to this. I said, well, you know, it's almost like when you hear some young ladies call themselves the B word or the H word. You know, and they're fine with it. Hey, what up, B? What up, H? Hey, H. Hey, B. But you yet you let a young man call them that, and they're ready to cut them. And I've, I, I used to ask women that. Why do you allow your friends to call you that? And they just laugh, oh, that H, ha, ha, ha. Oh, that's because she a B, a B, no a B. And I'm a bad bee. I'm the baddest bee. And I'm thinking, are you kidding me? So what you're saying is they're doing damage to one another by using those words. Well, not just that. If somebody else were to use those words, they would do damage to them. So they pick and choose. <laughs> yeah, they pick and choose who can use anything to uh, talk down to them, pretty much to call them things. Uh, it's just certain people that they will allow them to to do that. Right. Wow. You know, and and the whole thing behind it is, you know, when is it going to be, you know, because some people believe, you know, and I've heard people say this, well, we live in a society now where that word doesn't mean the same thing it used to mean, and so doesn't necessarily um, bother me when other black people use it, but if a white person uses it, oh, we got to fight. You know, and I think, you know, because I'm of the opinion that, it doesn't matter who uses the word, because that's not the, like the worst word in the world. And there are quite a few other words that people, uh, that in my opinion, they shouldn't use, that they use more commonplace. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like this. They beep out the word N on TV, but they don't beep out the word B. You know, and I think the B word is more offensive than the N word. Mm. I mean, that's just my personal opinion, because the dictionary... The original dictionary said that the N-word meant someone that was a stupid, ignorant person. It didn't necessarily uh, apply to black people. It's just that they called us that because that's what the word in the, in the, in the, in the encyclopedia dictionaries, that's what it meant. So they would call us that because that's what they considered us. So it's not necessarily that, okay, now all of a sudden we're going to embrace a word that's a derogatory word to start with, so well, that so much so that 
They changed the meaning of it in the dictionary to mean a derogatory word used to describe blacks. <laughs> Brian, I'm going to ask you a question. It's a serious question. It's 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 one of those things that I, I think it's a powerful, powerful question, and I think it's something that needs to be said because a lot of times when people use the N-word, mm-hmm. what has happened, Brian, a lot of people have accepted the definition of that word into their lives because I've heard like women and black men say, that's who I am. That's what I am. Mm-hmm. No one else will allow me to be anything more than the N-word. No matter how high you go, and they were talking about Michael Jordan and Oprah, no matter how high they go, someone is going to remind them that they are a N. Right. Now, what kind of thinking is that? Well, of course, it's negative thinking. You know, but... It's also the fact that when you when you live that reality, you know, when you live in that and when you live in that mindset, what else is there to think? When you when you believe in your heart that that's all you can be, then you're never going to you're never going to rise above that. You know, if you truly believe in your heart that all you'll be is an n-word, to all these other people, then that's what you'll be. You know, and why should you be anything more? I mean, that's the other flip. That's the that's the other part to it. Why should you be anything more than that word? So words take root in our lives if we allow it. Absolutely. You know, and because what I truly believe is, when you have these negative thoughts and these negative mindsets, and you perpetuate them by living out what the people say, you know, it's not their fault. It's your fault. If you believe that you're that, then, hey, don't get mad if I call you that. You know, if you believe that you're a stupid, ignorant person and somebody says that all the time and you say, yeah, hey, that's me, but you can't call me that because you're not the right color. Only my color can call you a stupid, ignorant person, you know, or call me a stupid, ignorant person, you know. Well, I always I liken it to when when you see brothers or sisters fussing and fighting at each other, and then somebody else comes to fuss and fight with them, and they say, "No, only I can fuss and fight with my sister or brother." <laughs> yes, yes. I, I, I tell you that it, it, it is amazing how words are adopted into the thinking of those that are hit with it on a daily basis. You can say it in a nice way, or you can say it in a mean way, but those words at some point is going to take root, it's going to grow, and it's going to cause destruction. Because I've heard girls say, I'm just a W. You say the Mm -hmm. H word. I'm just a W. I'll never be more than anything than a W. I won't ever have a husband. I won't have, you know, a family. I won't have this. Okay, of course you won't because that's what you're saying. Mm Mm-hmm. Don't you think, Brian, if a person doesn't believe in themselves, that others that are watching them, they can see that? Oh, absolutely. You know, it's almost like you're swimming in in shark-infested waters covered in blood with a big sign that says, take a bite. (laughs) Mm. You know, people, you know, dogs even smell fear. You don't think people can, can, can tell when... When you have a negative thought or a negative attitude, you know, when you walk up on somebody and they're not having a good day, you can see it all over their face. Yes. You know, and what they do is they perpetuate their feelings upon you, and then you begin having a bad day because you say something to them, good morning, how you doing? Ain't no good morning. What's good about it? (laughs) You know? I mean, everybody that's listening to this show tonight and people who will listen to it later on, You've heard people say that. What's good about it? Ain't nothing good about it. Don't say good morning to me. Just say morning because I'm in morning. <laughs> you know? And it, it's like once they say that, it's almost like they're sticking a dagger in your day because they want you to just be miserable. They want you to just feel like they feel, and then they feel better. You feel worse and they feel better and they're actually happy that 
they've ruined your day. You know, and it's all based on these negative thoughts. You know what I try to do? I try to get as far away from negative thoughts and negative occurrences. And most people, they're like, where are you going? You leaving? Yeah. Why are you leaving? Already? Well, I'm leaving because I am. I'm not staying around here for this. You know, you see something going on. What's the first thing people do when they see a fight? They run to it. <laughs> oh, somebody fighting. Oh, they're shooting. Yeah. I'm like, are you serious? Brian, you know what? This world, for some reason, I'm not going to say this world, but today's society, negativity sales. Mm-hmm. You don't hear anything about the athletes or the actors or the actresses that are going out doing wonderful things for people, like building houses for people and flying terminally ill kids to Disney World and doing these different things. They don't want to hear that, but you hear about, oh, the athlete or the actress or actor, they're getting a divorce, and the paparazzi are all around them for that. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen the paparazzi chasing after these people when they're giving away a key to a new home. You hardly have anybody that that are there to see that. They don't get any press for that. But it was something negative negative. Why is it, Brian, that negativity is so powerful that it demands your attention when you turn on the television? Mhm. Why, why is that? You know, Answer this question. How come the first thing that they talk about on the news is something negative? 90% of the news is something negative. You got a feel-good story, it's getting stuck towards the back of the show. Mm. Brian, in the newspaper... The negative stuff will get the big ads and the big pictures and the big this, this, positive things and a little section hid in the back of the newspaper. Mm-hmm. It's like this. You could put a, you can put a kid that scored a 17,000 on the SAT on the front of a magazine and it won't sell nearly as much as if you put a kid that's or if you put an adult in a bikini on the front of that magazine with the kid. Or one of the kids that was caught cheating. Right. You know, it was, you know, Greg, and I thought about this. When you think about the negative thought, what about negative portrayals? Mm. The one thing that just, oh, it burned my, oh, it, it, I was so upset when I saw it. Because the first thing that I thought is why are they glorifying this? It was when Jamie Lynn Spears was on the cover of, I think it was Us Magazine or something like that. Mm-hmm. And they had a picture of her with her newborn baby. You know, cute baby. You know, sweet girl, whatever. Why would you glorify that? Why would you put that on the... You've made her the poster child for acceptable teen pregnancy. Because now every kid out there that loves Jamie Lynn Spears and Zoe 101 and everything else is saying, I want a baby like Jamie Lynn. I want to be on the cover of the magazine with my baby because my baby's going to be prettier than hers. You know, that's what that whole article perpetuated. Wow. You know, even with uh, what's the other little girl that's out there, uh, Miley Cyrus with Hannah Montana. When they had the pictures of her, you know, half naked on, you know, on the, in that magazine, what was the photographer thinking? I mean, really, what was she thinking? This is a 15-year-old. This is a baby. So that person that was taking that picture was thinking, cha-ching. Yes, I can sell photographs and magazines with this picture. Because I'm thinking to myself, that's real close to being child pornography, soft porn or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. You got a little girl half naked showing out, showing her back. You know, I'm thinking, are you serious? You know how many pedophiles just chewed that magazine up? 
And I'm thinking, what? And and then to the sad part about it, this lady was it was a lady photographer. I'm thinking, why would you put this little girl out there? You know, albeit she's you know a mega superstar, she's got a lot of money, everything. Why would you even think it would be okay, whether the parents approved or not, to photograph her in that light? Knowing that all these little itty-bitty girls, six, seven, eight years old, they dance and they sing her songs. My daughter, who's my oldest daughter, who's 11 years old right now, does not like Miley Cyrus anymore. Because she says Miley Cyrus was showing her skin off, and that's not appropriate. So I don't like her anymore. Because she's not showing uh, girls how to be women. And I'm looking at my daughter like, whoa. <laughs> you know, this is an 11-year-old who's making an informed decision not to follow somebody who she idolized before. Mm-hmm. But how many kids are going to actually do that? How many kids are actually going to say, well, I'm not going to go out there and make a mistake of getting pregnant or having sex before I get married? Because I don't want to end up with a baby like Jamie Lynn Spears. She has all this money, and she's making all these, you know, TV shows and music and everything else, but she didn't make the responsible choice. And so I'm not going to do that. They're not going to say that. So so, so you're saying, or you, or one of the, the places for this negativity is television. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. You know, when I was young... They used to call the TV the boob tube. And I always thought it meant because people were acting like boobs. You know, and maybe that is what it meant. But nowadays, the boob tube is the boob tube because you see boobs on it all the time. You know, they perpetuate these negative images of sex so much so that now they're more commonplace than the positive images of sex, which is a married couple you know, with each other being one. You know, what we normally see is, oh, such and such is with this person, and now they're with that person, and this person is caught cheating, and this person decided they wanted to be with a woman instead of a man. And, you know, it's like every day you you rarely hear about the couples who, you rarely see the paparazzi even follow the couples who are just happily married. I mean, how many times have you seen the paparazzi follow around Denzel Washington and his wife? Yeah. You know? <laughs> you know? But they'll follow George Clooney and his girlfriends around all day long. <laughs> you see? They perpetuate those negative stereotypes so much so that most people think it's common. That's Most people so just sad. think it's common, they think it's normal, they think it's okay. And so they just go with it. And they're, oh, yeah, sure, you know, it's no problem. It's no big deal. You know, it's no big deal. Try to feel first. You don't want to buy the cow till you've milked it and had some of the milk. <laughs> you know, these are the things that they're telling our kids. Yes, yes. And that's that's so true. But what do you do when... You have these negative things, Brian, that are being spoken in homes. And the children in those homes are taking these things and they're mixing in with other kids that that are not at their home and they may have parents that are probably really not enforcing dreams or really enforcing positive thoughts and ideas and suggestions and teaching them how to express themselves. You're, you're looking at... Uh, a, a terrible situation just waiting to happen because the more that person comes to school and they talk all this negativity and they sit with this person on a daily basis and Brian not just so much with children but with adults as well a lot oh, of times yeah. on our jobs we have negative people saying things and we buy into it without even realizing that we're buying into it and then the rest of your day or the rest of your time you're just doing what you've been hearing, and you're saying these things, and you're spreading gossip, and you're doing this, and you're saying hurtful things to one another. But at the end of it, Brian, oh, I was just kidding. I, I didn't mean that. I was just kidding. It wasn't like that. Yeah, you hear that. And, and, and the real part 
that's just, you know, just puzzling to me is people will say these things, oh, I didn't mean that, oh, it, it came out the wrong way, mm-hmm. and then they think it's okay. You know, you've hurt somebody's feelings, you've disrespected them, and then you feel like, well, why are you mad? Mm-hmm. You shouldn't be mad from that. That's not something to get mad over. You know, but mm-hmm. you've disrespected them, and you don't expect them to be upset about it. You don't expect them to have a, have something to say. So, 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 when do you, when do you cut the cables with this person? When do you cut ties with this person and move on with your life? Because, Brian, days and days are, are going past us, and we, you know, like I always say, tomorrow we're just one more day closer to the end of our time. The end of the time that we have on this earth. So at what point do you say enough is enough? I need to make an effort to move forward with my life. I don't need your negative thoughts and ideas or suggestions or opinions, whatever you have. Keep it to yourself. And, Brian, how many times have you seen a group of people standing around and one person walks up and and most of the people there, when they see them, they say, oh, here she comes or here he comes. I'm not really trying to hear all of this today. As soon as that person walks up, the very first thing out of their mouth is negative. Or negativity. Oh, I've seen it too often. So when do you cut the ties and say, I'm no longer going to be around this person. Uh, I, I understand you're calling me to do things. We used to do all these things together. But we need to just spend a lot of time, a little bit more time away from each other because it's something I'm trying to achieve here. How do you do it or how would you do it? You know, I think the important part about it, doing it, is doing it in a way that doesn't necessarily hurt the other person's feelings because that's not the goal. Your goal is to better you, not make you better by making someone else worse. Mm. And so the easy thing to do is to let them know how you feel, you know, and just let them know, you know, I'm I'm at a point in my life where I'm just not going to be involved in that, you know, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And just you know, just let them know this is this is my position. And you know, if, if they can't handle that, then you know that's fine. You know, but at least let them know this is the position that I'm taking. I'm not backing down from it. I'm not moving to the left or to the right from it. I'm going head, you know, head first, straight forward. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think if you do that with people, you'll find that. They're more accepting, you know. They will actually accept that better than if you just cut them off completely and they don't know what's going on and you're not saying anything. And then when they ask you, you say, "Well, I ain't hanging around you no more, and I ain't dealing with you no more. Can't be friends with you no more. You're too negative." See, when you come off like that, you come off as you're as if you're better than that person, and you never want to give off that vibe to a person. You know, but if you come at them with an honest truth of this is where I am in my life, this is where I need to be in my life, this is where I want to be in my life, and the then you'll find good. that they they tend to be more acceptable. You know, they tend to, okay, I got you, I feel you, you know, I understand. They, they're more understandable, mm-hmm. or more understanding, rather. Well... And, you know, I think another thing, uh, Brian, is you never say you. You always use that person's name. Mm-hmm. You never say, well, you did this and you did that. And I just think you, 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 no, please don't do that. Because that person is going to get offended. Always use their name. Always use their name. But, Brian, we really, really have to monitor our thoughts. That's the bottom line because another it doesn't matter what another person says. It matters if you believe that and you allow what that person is saying to dictate your future or to make you feel a certain way. What do you want in life? What do you believe? Do you believe in yourself? Do you think you can actually do the things that you've always dreamed of doing? And I think, Brian, that we need to get out of this want stage. Most of the people in the world that are lacking or they there's a void in their life, they continue to use the word want, 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 want. I want this. I want that. 
But, Brian, that rich person, when I say rich, I'm just talking money right now. I'm just saying money. The ones that, I'm just talking about materialistic things right now, the ones that want the cars and the houses, and now the ones that are not so much uh, talking about money but talking about actual success, they hardly ever use the word want. And there's another word they try not to use is try. Mm-hmm. They'll say, I am. Right. None of that, well, I'll try. No, I am. And they speak with an authoritative tone. Oh, I am going to achieve this. I am going to do this. I am. Why? I am. I am. Mm-hmm. Somebody else spoke those words, Brian. <laughs> Somebody else spoke those words, and, and when he spoke those words, he meant it. I am that I am. Uh-huh. So when we, you know, that word, Brian, is they don't use want. They replace want with desire. Ah. Want gets you nowhere. Wishing gets you nowhere. Action must follow wishes. Action. Action must follow everything. <laughs> yes, you have to do something. Oh well, I wish I wish I had this. Well, what are you doing to get it? Just wishing. Well, keep wishing because I've never seen a wish drop through the ceiling in your lap. You got to do something. That's right. You Stop using put that. Some I'll try. kind of action to that wish. Yes, I'll try. Get away from that. You're better than that. I'll see what I can do. Get away from that. Talk with talk with uh, authority. Speak it. I am going to do this. And be committed about it. Be serious about it. Don't play with it. And just do it. Don't worry about what people think. And, Brian, that's another killer. We worry so much about what people think. Mm-hmm. Why is that? You know, I... I still can't figure it out. I'm the type of person where I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. I don't want anybody to to be upset with me about certain things. Mm -hmm. But as far as me worrying about whether somebody's upset about something that I've said or something that I've done, you know, I'll address it with them. And if they still got a problem with it, then, hey, there's nothing more I can do. But I'm not going to sit back and dwell and be worried about, oh, that person doesn't like me anymore. What am I going to do? No, you move on. You move forward. You get on and get over it. Mm-hmm. And if you can't get on and get over with, you know, get over it, then get lost. You know, and that's hard. That's a harsh way to say it, but it's the truth. That's true. It is the absolute truth. Don't waste your time trying to make somebody feel trying to make somebody else like you because that is wasted time. You could you would serve better in finding somebody who does appreciate you your you and your friendship. Mhm. versus saying, "Oh, that person doesn't like me. I'm going to try to make them like me." Uh-uh. Just give up. <laughs> Wasted time, that's wasted time. But, Brian, so many times we allow others because we want to fit in and we want this, we want this person like our dreams, we want this person like our goals, and it's not going to happen like that because they can't see it. They can't see what you see. Uh-huh. And, Brian, how many times people told you not to go to FAMU? Don't go to that college. You can't graduate. <laughs> Who are you to go there? One of my favorite teachers told me don't go there. She said, go to the University of Florida. Such and such is going there, too, and you'll have somebody you can hang with. But do not go to FAMU. It's not a good school. Well, guess what? My friend that went to the University of Florida, he flunked out of school. He flunked completely out of school. Didn't make it. Me? Me? I graduated, you know, I made it, you know, and I'm not saying that to say that, oh, he's not good enough to make it or anything. It was just the fact that he didn't make it, and I made it, and they were steady telling me, you're not going to make it. Don't go there, you're not going to make it. 
Byron, what do you do? There's <laughs> not much you can do. Move on with your life. That, that's about it. Stay focused on what you want. Yep. Almost you know, Greg, and, and this whole this whole topic tonight on negative thoughts, it really gets to me at times because I can think of, if I sit back and think about all the negative thoughts that I've had in the past and what the results of them were, it's like, wow. You know, and all I can say is, if I would have done this differently, then this wouldn't have happened. You know, and when you get into that type of, you know, thinking of, if I would have did this different, if I would have did that different, if I would have said this, if I would have said that, if you would have just did it the way that you that always go with your first thought. If you deal in a positive manner, go with your first thought because your first thought, if you deal in being positive, your first thought is almost 99% of the time your best thought. If you go to second-guessing yourself, you're giving the enemy a chance to, to, to tangle you up. And that's his goal. That's it. Because he's going to, if you have a great thought, a great idea, a great marketing scheme, a great plan, go with it. Don't wait and let the enemy talk you out of it. Don't wait and, go and let the person that's going to take your idea talk you out of it. You know? Don't wait and let somebody else come up with the idea and say, hey, you know, that was my idea. I can count on all my hands and feet <laughs> how many times I've done that, where I've said, i got an idea to do this, and then I don't do it, and then I see somebody's done it. Or, Brian, when someone says, you know, what do you think of this? Go with what you think. Go with what you know. Stop asking other people to talk you out of what you want to do because, really, Brian, a lot of people are just afraid of responsibility. A lot of people are afraid of success. I would agree. Why are you going to someone else about something that they have no clue about and that they're not doing anything for their own life? But that person's opinion weighs heavy on you on what you think of them. It weighs heavy on your relationship with them. Oh, I, I I respect this person. No, you don't. You're just used to having that person in your life, and you don't want to cut the ties. Right. So now, when you become older and can't do anything, oh, I wish I would have done this. Does that person mean that much in your life to up to hold up your dreams and your goals? I hope really? not. <laughs> really? Does that person have that kind of power over you to make you stay in the rut that you're in and feel bad? Well, more so feel bad that you're trying to come out. You're trying to come out with that person instead of telling you things to keep you there. Why are you there? Live your life. It's yours. You make the decisions on your life. You can't hold that person responsible when you become old and you can't do anything. You can't hold them responsible. Well, if if Charles wouldn't have told me this, I would be so much better and so far along in my life. It doesn't work that way. No, it doesn't. It doesn't work that way. I bet Charles won't let you speak that in his life. I think not. <laughs> I would say Charles would probably say, are you kidding me? <laughs> you better get on and, and find somebody else to uh, share your misery with. Yes, man, I enjoyed tonight's topic. Uh, monitoring your thoughts and negative thoughts is powerful. Yes. It's yes. powerful. You know, and, and for those of you out there that are listening, don't just take this show lightly. This show is a show that you definitely need to go back and listen to again because it'll it'll provoke some thoughts and some ideas in your head that are inherently positive. You want to get away from negative thoughts. You want to start, you know, putting your mind and focusing your mind on negative on positive thoughts and positive mindsets. With that being said, 
You've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you for joining us this evening, and we believe that we've helped others be more, do more, and have more. Good evening.